you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Can you just give God a shout of praise this morning? Could you just let it come from deep down inside and let Him know how much you love Him and honor Him? Oh, let's just exalt Him this morning. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. so glad you're here this morning in the house of the Lord. It's an honor to be able to speak to you this morning from the word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles and would like to turn with me to James chapter 4 and also Psalm 118. Two texts for your thoughts this morning. James chapter 4, verse number 14 and Psalms 118 and verse 23. Everybody all right today? Would you smile at your neighbor and tell him we're all right? James chapter 4, verse 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, For what is life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Psalm chapter 118, verse 23. This is the Lord's doings, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. I want you to say that with me. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to preach just a little while today, as long as it takes, maybe not long. But as long as it takes today to speak what I feel the Lord has placed on my heart, put in my spirit for this congregation this morning, and I want to speak to you from the subject or more ask you a question for your thoughts today, and my question, what will you do with this day? What will you do? 
with this day. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and ask them, what will you do with this day? What will you do with this day? Lord, help us this morning to speak what you have placed upon our heart. And I pray today, God, that every life and every mind, Lord, I'm praying today, God, that every individual may be open to what you are wanting to speak, to what you are wanting to say. God, I ask today that you open our hearts as we open our hearts, that you help us open our minds and our thoughts to speak, Lord, into our spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. follow the news perhaps you found it interesting yesterday the headlines lit up with some things that were out of this world only a couple days ago a relatively large asteroid flew very close to earth. How many of you saw that on the news and followed that? The interesting part to me was, I started reading about it, and the interesting part to me was that nobody saw it coming. They said it came from the direction of the sun, so it avoided being detected by every system that is in place for them to be able to know that these things are coming. I found it rather interesting when I saw how the news media put the spin on it. Nobody saw it coming so that they could protect us from it. I'm not sure how you protect any of us from an object that is flying from outer space at a rate five times faster than the speed of sound. How do you protect us from that? No one saw it coming, they said. It avoided being detected by every military system in the world. National security completely missed it. NASA didn't expect it. And all of the astrologers didn't even know there was a chance of it coming by until it was already gone and past us. It's known as 2021 UA1. The asteroid flew very close to Earth. The estimate of the, of the distance has been debated by some most believe that it is estimated to have been the largest and the third closest asteroid flyby ever record recorded. It zoomed by the Earth, missing impact by only 1,800 miles. Now think about the size of the galaxy and consider 1,800 miles. That's a pretty near miss. At a striking speed of 57 
1,000 kilometers per second. To put this in perspective, that is over 46 times faster than the speed of sound. The scientists literally saw it the day after the near collision with Earth. Isn't that strange? That's just how fast the world could come to an end. By the time the astrologers recognized the near miss, it was the next day. It was a day later. Be interested to know exactly how far away it was by the time they realized, hey, we almost got hit by a massive asteroid. That's how fast the world could end. When the Lord calls his church home, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, I didn't come to preach end times to you today or to make you uncomfortable or to frighten anyone by talking to you about the coming of the Lord, but I did come to remind you that life is like a vapor. It is here today and it is gone tomorrow. And nobody can promise you your next breath. How long do you intend to live? Nobody knows. Who would have ever dreamed? My wife and I have talked about it and we talk about it more now maybe that we're on the other side of her cancer diagnosis. Who would have ever believed that in April of year before last, who would have even believed that there would have ever been a cancer diagnosis in our family? We minister to people and pray for people and help people that are going through it, but never expect it to come to our house and knock on our door. When tragedy strikes, we're all caught so off guard because it happens in a moment and it is so quick. It, it comes and it goes. I didn't come today just to talk to you about your life and the vapor of your life and how quick life comes and goes, but I did come today to remind you that it is very important how you handle the day that the Lord has given you. Because if we read through the Bible, it tells us not even to lay up treasure for the future because we can't even know what the future is going to hold. But it does tell us to choose this day whom we're going to serve. It, the Bible talks a lot about this day. In our text, the writer says, this is the day that the Lord hath made I will rejoice and be glad in it. God has made the world so that each day is a building block on the next day. The decisions that we make today will affect how 
we live out tomorrow. Stay with me for a moment and give me your thoughts and I'll try to make this as painless as possible today. But the decisions that you are making today are having an effect on what tomorrow will look like in your life. Everything you do today is affecting tomorrow. It doesn't affect the past. A lot of people allow everything that happens in the past to affect them. I told my wife, I talked to someone yesterday, and they began to share with me everything that was going on in their life, everything that had been wrong in the past, everything they had gone through in the past, all the pain of the past, all the hurt of the past, all the sickness of the past, everything that was in the past. Even God himself cannot change what has happened in the past. He's able to forgive sin. And his blood is able to bring remission of sin. It doesn't change the scars of the past, but it changes how you can move forward and your future. So the decision that you make today is affecting your future. It won't affect the past, but it affects the future. The decision to have church this morning at 10.30 and to show up at church today at 10.30, this will affect everything in your life today, tomorrow, and your future. Now wait a second, Pastor. You're telling me that whether I show up to church or don't come to church is going to really affect my future. You believe, Pastor, that one, one church service affects, listen, one moment, one decision can affect everything in your future. One decision. One decision. One good decision or one poor choice. Doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing. All of these things can affect everything in your future. So it's very important how you handle the time that you have been given. God has made the world so that each day is a building block for the next day. Stay with me for a moment and think through this idea that I'm bringing to you this morning. The decisions that we make today affect how we live out tomorrow because today is the, are the building blocks for your future. The decision that you made to be in the house of the Lord today will affect how you approach the rest of the day. It will affect tomorrow and it will affect how you approach the future. Every day is unique in of itself. It brings its own unique set of problems and challenges. These all affect the way tomorrow will be viewed and lived out in real life. Perhaps one could say that each day is part of the creative will of God. Give me a moment to explain what I mean. 
God takes your decisions from this day as the building blocks for how your tomorrow is formed. God has always worked through time, the decision and choices of man, and each day is significant in the path of where God is wanting to take you to. The scripture, the wise writer in scripture says, man chooses his pathway, but God directs his footsteps. Meaning that man devises his way. Man charts the course and says, this is the direction I am going. But God takes your feet and makes the best out of your decision, good or bad. Let me try to make this more plain. God has always worked through time and each day is significant. So each day of creation points to us that every day with the Lord carries with it progressive or perpetual creation. Think through this with me now. In creation, in the beginning, God created. Before he creates the beast of the field and the fowls of the air, he first creates what they need to be sustained. Before he ever created man, he had to create everything that's needed to sustain man. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon all the face of the deep. And so God divides water. God creates light, and then God begins to place things in the earth such as plants to grow. Before he puts fowls, and before he puts beasts in the field, he first has to put the grass and the trees and all the herb-bearing things and he puts every one of them, and in each creation, God creates within them the ability to recreate. Are you with me this morning? So he puts, God puts, procreation into existence from the very beginning. And so therefore, every weed and every herb and every blade of grass and everything that is formed, he forms it, he creates it, and he forms it and shapes it and makes it so that it can continue the progress and the cycle of life. And so then he makes the cows and puts the cows in the field with the grass, and the grass has the light and the rain 
See the progressive will of God? So before he creates one thing, he has already created everything that is needed to sustain it. Before he creates the heavens and the earth, he already had in mind exactly how the earth was going to orbit. Man is in awe of figuring all this out. I like to read about all of these things and discover all the, the things that man has learned through, through telescopes and looking. And yet when man reaches and builds his very best telescope to see as far as we can see, we finally stop and look and say, we haven't even scratched the surface. Even on the planet in which we live, they say they know such a small amount about life in the very depth of the sea that at this point, as, as far researched as the world is today, they say there is so much more to learn and to discover about deep water life. In the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the sea, when you get into dark black waters of the earth, they're saying there's life there that we know nothing about. God is God in His creation is so far ahead of us. He has so fixed it, but everything He has created in this perfect balance so that it all works. So in the creative plan of God, in the creative will of God, He creates everything that is happening today. He knows today must happen before you can ever get to tomorrow because today's going to be needed to sustain what He has planned for you in your tomorrow. Are you with me? And so in the creative plan and mind of God, just like He put rain and water and light and all the things that's needed for grass to grow, and then He puts cows in the field to eat the grass and to drink the water, and, and, and it all has to go in order. He couldn't do it in reverse. And so everything is in this order that God is placed. And so in this creative will of God as He is working, as He is planning, each day of creation points us that every day with God carries with it a progressive or perpetual creation. And so therefore God is taking the decision that you make Today, and God is saying now, when you make your decisions today, I'm going to take and formulate the plan from your good, bad, not so good, not so bad decisions, and I'm going to see what I can do to make the very best opportunities for your life tomorrow. It's the building blocks. It's the creative will of God. Let me try to make this a little more plain to you. Creation is not a one-time act after which the world exists on its own. Your future is not designed like a carpenter who builds a cabinet and walks away from it and says, Wow, look what I have built. I'm done. It is finished. Rather, God continually creates your future, constantly forcing it out of an initial state of utter nothingness 
into an existence of life. Then he paints on the canvas of man's will to perpetually make the best choices. God is perpetually working everything for your good. While you were sleeping, God is making everything work to the best for you. You need scripture? For we know all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Now, I don't understand that, Pastor. He didn't say you're going to understand it. He said, but we know through faith we understand. We know by faith the worlds were framed. And by that same faith we know that when whatever report comes, whatever thing comes upon you, whatever sickness comes, but we know God is working everything for our good. There is a divine plan that is the center of his will and what he's doing. So God is continually creating your future and he is forcing the best out of your choices. God is perpetually working for your good. Just because God rested on the seventh day does not mean that God quit on the seventh day. Creation did not end. We talk about the seven days of creation or six days of creation, the seventh day God rested, but the creation of God did not end because while God created everything that was formed and he's not creating anything else, he's not forming anything new, there's not going to be new creatures that rise, new things. He has created everything and he put within it the ability to reproduce itself. But when it comes to mankind, when it comes to the crown jewel of his creation, he has so fixed man that he is forever working on man and working through man to make the best out of everything that man does. While God has the ability to see into the future and to speak into the future, God works within the confines of a day. What God has in mind for tomorrow is not accomplished until he has completed his work for you today. Now, I don't have time to go into the foreknowledge of God and say God already knows what your decision is and he already has a plan and knows how it's going to be, but he also has left you free will and choice. So just because God knows does not mean that you say, well, God already knows, so I step back and let God work it all out and just figure it all out. That's not how it is. He put choice within you. He gave you the ability to choose what this day is going to look like because the decision that you make today, what you do, with today is going to have so much to do with your tomorrow because your decision today may affect not only your life, it may affect the life of your family, it may affect the life of your children, your decision today, your decision to get up and get dressed and come to church today, it was a good decision. Now God says, now you're here, now there may be another decision that you need to make and the decisions that you are making today is shaping and forming what tomorrow is going to look like and what next week 
week is going to look like and next year is going to look like and how your family is going to turn out and what eternity may look like for you and for your children and for their children because God left us a promise that was to you and to your children and to all that are afar off but he's saying you've got to get up today and choose you this day whom ye will serve God could have done it for us but he said I put it within you you choose and when you make a choice then I'll take a step when you take a step then I'll take a step but he said you choose today what you want your tomorrow to look like and I will make it happen Some people get all confused and start saying, well, you know, here's the problem. I I don't have the ability. I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. I don't know what my family's going to turn out like. I don't know what I'm... Listen, you need to put tomorrow in God's hands. You need to put today, this moment, and this decision in your hands because God has put it there and he said, you make a good decision today and I'll work everything in the future for your good. I will bless your going in and I will bless you coming out. I will bless you tomorrow and I will bless you the next day. I will be with you today. I am the same God yesterday, today and forever and I changed not. My plan for you and my purpose for you is for you to have an expected end. Oh, somebody give God a shout of praise in the house this morning. God's work for your future is dependent on your decision today. And watch, if the foundation of life is off balance, everything you build on that foundation will also be off balance. So you've got to have something balanced to work with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we were creating images. Sister Cheryl Idle was given the job of mimicking Star Wars. And she went and bought soccer balls or volleyballs, I don't know which, and basketballs, and she painted them. And she had these creations, but the problem was is that her idea was wonderful, but she was going to have to find a reference point in order for this to work to where these balls that she was working with, these basketballs that she was working with, were going to have to be perfectly balanced. But she didn't think that one through, and so she just glued something on one side and glued it on the other and it looked more like ears rather than axes. Anybody with me? And she comes with these these pre-glued cup lids on these soccer ball and she says, here, affix this and make it straight. I have a problem. The foundational structure is out of balance. It was not perfectly aligned. That's how your life is. When you get life out of balance, 
everything in life is out of balance. God is always working trying to get your life back in balance. And so when things get all out of balance in your life, it's not God's fault. He's taking the decision you make to glue things in the wrong place, to put things in the wrong position. God is constantly trying to form it, trying to shape it to get it back right and make it work. And he says, well, we're going to have to add a brace over here and we're going to have to have a good friend over here and we're going to have to have a word over here and I'm going to have to have some scripture over here because I'm trying to fit your life. He is fitly framing your life together. He is forming and shaping and putting your life together trying to get things back in balance because sin fundamentally gets man off a balance but God is saying I have an antidote for sin and it is the blood of Jesus and I'm trying to get your life back in order if you'll make a decision today to say I'm walking away from that life I'm never going back to that life he will take and the blood of Jesus will start you over afresh and anew it will align everything in your life it will affix everything in your life it will put your life back in orbit back in balance and he will work your future better than your past because that's what Jesus does That's what Jesus does. Choose you this day what you're going to do with this day. Oh, stand with me all over the room. I'm closing now. You do the right thing today and God will fix everything in your future. But he is leaving the choice for today up to you. Well, I'm waiting for God to come along and just force this to happen and force that to happen. But God is saying, I'm not forcing anything. Choose you today. What are you doing with today? I've blessed you with today. I woke you up this morning. I gave you life. I gave you breath. I gave you health. I brought you to the house of God with good people today. I have surrounded you in an atmosphere. I have given you every opportunity. What are you going to do with this day? I looked at my wife several months ago. We were riding through town. We had just gotten her little convertible out of storage, knocked the dust off somewhat. We were riding through town, and I looked at her and I said, we didn't ask for this season. We didn't ask to go through what we're going through. We didn't ask to face the season. We have a choice. We can either let this season, this season define us, or we can make the choice. That every time God gives you strength and health to feel well enough to enjoy it, that we're going to say, we're going to enjoy and live this moment to the very fullest. Because we don't know what the future's going to look like. And so we're going to live every day to the fullest. We're going to make good decisions on what today's going to look like. I'm not here today just to talk to you about a fun-filled life with joy and I wish I could tell you serving God has no obstacles, no ups and downs, no hills, no valleys. It does. Serving God 
doesn't change the fact it rains on the just and the unjust. Life happens to us all. To everything there is a time and a season. Life happens to everybody. But I can tell you that eternity, eternity is in God's hands, not in mine. And the decision that I make today that can have an effect on eternity is my choice. I can't blame anybody else. I can, I can get together with friends like some did this week and cry on my shoulder and tell me how bad things have been in their life and how mistreated they've been by others and how wrong they've been by everybody. And this is why I've ended up where I am. But truly, I come this morning to tell you that your decision today To whether to serve God or not serve God, whether to repent of your sins or continue in the same path of sin that you've been on, whether to be baptized or not to be baptized, whether to receive His Spirit or not receive His Spirit, all of those things are decisions for you that you have to make. And it's going to affect your future. But God stands on the portals of heaven this morning awaiting your decision to say, could I could I please give me something to work with here? Bring me that shattered dream. Bring me that broken heart. Bring me that out of balance life. Those, that life that's filled with pain and addiction and brokenness and shame and anguish and depression and bitterness and anger and all that brokenness. The Lord's saying, just bring it to me and let me fix it. Because God specializes in taking broken pieces and putting them back together. Reforming and reshaping and getting things back in balance for your future. Your decision will affect what God can do in your life. He's not going to come to you this morning and force himself on you. He's not going to come this morning and declare it and make you do it. Nobody in this church is going to come grab you by the arm and say, come on, you must go to the front. You must turn your heart to the Lord. Nobody's going to do that, but we are going to invite you today. This is what we're going to do today. I'm going to invite you. If I've preached to you today, if I've talked to you today, and you know you've been walking down a path that is not the path that you need for your future, and you want to step onto the right path, the Lord sent this preacher in this in your life today. See, I'm part of that process. God put me in your way today to tell you God's here for you and he wants to put your life back together. He wants to get you back in the right track today. I'm inviting you to step from where you are and walk to the front of this room and just come and say, God, here I am, broken pieces and all. Here I am, out of balance and all. Here I am in need of you, God. Oh, look at these moving today. Join, join, join us here. Don't miss this opportunity. God is changing hearts today. Let him work on you this morning. Let him shape your future better than your past. Trust is you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, oh, how need you. You stay the same. Oh, yes. You are good. There's still room. There's still room. Would you join us here this morning? Jesus, Jesus. 
this morning in a prayer of repentance. Maybe you're here today and you're, you don't really know the next step to take. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray. Every one of us are going to repent. Here's what repentance is. Repentance is a decision to change paths, to go another direction. It's a thought process change. It is, the Bible says, godly sorrow worketh or bringeth about repentance in our lives. So we have to understand that the path we've been on is not the path God wants us on. That we are a sinner and we need to be, we need our life put back together. We need balance brought back to our life. And so we're going to pray and we're going to ask God, Lord, forgive me for all the wrong decisions and all the bad choices and the times that I haven't given you much to work with. And God, put me back on the right track. Forgive me from my past. Let my past be put behind me. And the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive sin. If you've never prayed a prayer like that, you need to pray that with me right now all over this room. Why don't you join together with me right now? Don't pray my prayer. You pray your own prayer. But I'm going to pray a prayer of repentance as a pattern for you to pray. Pray your own prayer from your own heart to God. Don't just say my words. You let it come from your heart and you talk to God this morning. Father, I come to you this morning. Lord, you know my heart. Lord, you know what I am. Lord, I like David this morning say, Lord, you know my substance. You know what I'm made of. Lord, you know my broken pieces. Lord, you know my areas of weakness. You know my pain and you know my shame. And God, you know my sin. And God, you're able to forgive me. Your word says that if... I will repent that you are faithful and just to forgive. And Father, I come to you this morning asking for your forgiveness. God, I don't have to beg this morning because you're a God that forgives sin. And I come acknowledging my sin. I come acknowledging my need of you. I come acknowledging my need for a Savior today. I come today, Lord, repenting. I want to walk a new life. I want to walk a new path, Lord. I walk away from the old life. I don't want to walk that life of shame, that life of sin but God I want to walk a new road God I'm praying that your spirit would help me this morning God that you would forgive me that you would Lord shape my life, put my life back in balance as I am making a decision oh God to walk down a new road, to serve you for the rest of my life Lord to walk away from sin and to walk toward you to walk in the way of salvation to walk in the way in which you 
you lead, to walk in the way, oh God, that your word declares. Oh God, I walk away, Lord, from who I used to be. And Lord, I want to be something, Lord, that you want me to be. I want to be the person you've called me to be. Oh, I thank you for forgiveness this morning. I thank you for forgiving sin. God, I honor you for forgiving me, for the load feels lighter this morning. Lord, because you have forgiven. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you give God a shout of praise for he has forgiven you this morning. Come on, give God praise all over this house this morning. Lift your voice and honor the Lord today. Honor the Lord today. He forgives sin. He forgives us. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 